I put into Google Inter Milan player Mountain Placenta and literally Google crashes. So it looks like there aren't any matches <laughs> when the search. <laughs> True, though, this is, is the part. Is that true? Is that how it is? What? Like there's like what Alex said about the six groups and so there's there's group A to group A. Yeah. So there's six groups and then four of the best third place teams go through. Right. So only two non so only two third place teams go out. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Like where's so the danger shit. in that? Yeah, like if you're last, you really should. Like, fine, you're so, so Turkey, we know 100%. <laughs> and, and North Macedonia, is that is that it? Somehow Poland is still in with a shout, Bernie. Oh, well, that's the thing. God. <laughs> and like England, England didn't even play yet their third group game. And they're already through because of the results today. Yeah. Such a joke. Like, remember joke. in the World Cup, I think like 94 or one of them was like 24 teams. And then they were like, okay, we need to go to 32. To, like, A, it was obviously more TV rights, but also it, like, it made more sense because it's no mm. third place nonsense. And now we've gone back like, to this bullshit. Like, it doesn't make... Just go to 16, man. I don't the problem. Care. The problem is they need 28 teams because I guess the bracket math makes sense. Like, 24 wouldn't work. I mean, 24... All you have no, to do is... you, it wouldn't work with 28, though, because there'll be seven groups. Yeah, they no, have no, 24 no. right now. It's 24, but then you said four, third I'm, I'm saying before they just had 16. But what, sorry, what I was saying was in the World Cups, they used to have 24. Oh. And they added eight more. And then like it all just flowed and made sense. Now, right. like they're doing 24 here. And it's like, they did it in AFCON, remember? Like, and then they went back to 16 because they were like, this is stupid. <laughs> so, so 16 teams out of 24 make the playoffs in this competition. Yeah. Which is really high. That's really high. Yeah. So uh, my question is, does a 12-team knockout not work? 12-team? No. No. It wouldn't. You need, you need, yeah. That's why. You could only do this if it's like a some type of league table type of thing. But otherwise, I don't think it works. Uh, Swiss format. <laughs> I don't, I'm Get not... Agnelli to redesign it. I'm not. A, I'm not a, a, a opposed to the Swiss format, by the way. I'm not. I'm not sure what the problem is. What? Well, it's just a league table, isn't it? I'm also not no, sure. No. I completely un- understand it. But <laughs> That's like... probably why you're okay with it. <laughs> it's not that hard. The Swiss. The Swiss um, style is like exactly how it is, except you don't pay any taxes. Ah, ah, well it. done. Well yeah. done. And everything's a draw. <laughs> yeah, and the and the flag is a big plus. <laughs> Uh, great timekeeping though in, in the in the events i'm sure yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> sponsored by rolex half-time <laughs> half-time chocolate lovely <laughs> what else is well the bells around the people's ne- i mean maybe the managers or the referees can have bells around their necks or something like instead yeah. of whistles it's cowbells yeah oh yeah there we go and wow. no one can spend any money because no one understands what currency they're using or <laughs> or language yeah everybody's confused (laughs) will everyone be surprised when they see that the security are actually like have guns (laughs) because we were surprised when we were on that train and we got to the Swiss side and we were like the hell is all this we thought they were nice we have a lot of money to protect (laughs) don't they don't they provide the security for the Vatican and the Pope the Swiss 
They're called yeah. the Swiss Guard, but they have nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. the Swiss provided them. No. Imagine they just maybe export. like in the old days. Maybe they just export people. Just to just to go back to the actual football, just for a quick second, oh, because well, because I'm watching the highlights because I actually. I've hated almost every minute of these Euros. Like, I just don't care enough. <laughs> but I'm like, we're, so we're a football show, so let me watch highlights so I can say something. Sure. And I'm watching the highlights of Belgium and what is this? Slovakia? <laughs> no, Finland, Finland, Finland. That's right. And <laughs> the goal, Lukaku goal that was disallowed. He has the biggest wind-up in football. Like, my, <laughs> he's a, obviously a brilliant striker. My, I, I don't know why it just hit me that, like, his wind-up to hit the ball is as if he's about to, like, propel himself into the air. It's amazing. It's huge. He also got discriminated against, frankly, for that offside because, like, slightly smaller feet and he's onside. Yeah, and we were praising VAR for a while, and then we saw the image. I, I was like, mm. Back on your bullshit. Yeah. Even the keeper, like for that wind up, Bernie, you could tell the keeper like stood there and went, "Okay, clearly you're gonna go here," and like he was so close to saving it. (laughs) But when the wind up is that big, you still stand no chance with the power. (laughs) But it was a good first touch. He'll he'll enjoy that because he's he's on Twitter telling twelve year olds that he has a good touch. So he needs needs to calm that down. You're like, like you're 28, bro. Like it's fine. Just get on with it. You're also like the top scorer of this, and you're, you know, the youngest person to hit 300 goals. And you, you know, you're fine. It's just, come on. When you see yourself with pictures of Tim Timberland <laughs> and like baggy jeans, <laughs> it gets to you no matter how. Mate, we were having a, a a debate about Lukaku at the Man United group chat, and I was like, I remember this video, and I went back to go find it of him reading out tweets that not. Rival fans that Man United fans sent him as part of some Puma promotion, and like someone was saying some stuff, he was like, "Your mom." Like his response to an interview was like, "Your mother would 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 like that." Like I don't like, yo, this guy's so sensitive. <laughs> like someone was like, "Lukaku's goal record is sh-. I don't know whatever." He's like, "Yeah, I've scored more than your mom." It's like, what? <laughs> God, bloody hope so. <laughs> oh nah. I was gonna I mean, think... at least at least he's he's doing well. It would be worse if he was that sensitive and crap. Yeah, 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 at least. Who's that Daku guy? I've I'll be honest, I've never heard of him before, but he looked really good for Belgium. He's um, I think it is it oh, yeah, Jeremy Doku. He is like one of those wonder kids. Mm-hmm. He was I swear he just moved. He was playing in Belgium and then he moved to Rennes or something. But like everyone thought he was going to go to a bigger team. He looked good. But didn't you say he looked like Sonogo? No, I. What I said was he's a concoction of Walcott, Sonogo, and Sterling, kind of all in one. In the sense of like he himself sometimes doesn't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. But just because he's still young and stuff, like I, I still enjoyed it from him. As you know, he's unpolished. But if he gets better, sure. But yeah, for now. It's just random. He's just so quick that even when he messes up, it's fine. <laughs> there is a gap in the unpolished market because Usman Dembele can't stay fit. So without watching this guy, um, Dok, what the game? What's his what's his position? Like where does he so play? He, played, he actually started on the right wing and then moved to the left wing as a winger, and then he looked really good from the left wing. He had a really nice shot around the defender keeper, got to it. Like he just he's so rapid and he's so positive 
and he's like taking on the fullback every time he gets the ball. You know, one of those guys. So in the same vein as um, my tweet from the weekend, if Leicester signed him, they could have a front three of Daka and Doku and just need one more to complete it. Lukaku. Yeah. Daka, Doku. Hmm. Or, no, wait, is it Diko? What is it? What's his name? Doku. Doku. <laughs> Like the like the like that anime character. Goku. I was just thinking that. Okay, it's Goku. Daka Doku. Okay. I said Lukaku. Sounds like you're talking to your baby now. <laughs> Daka Doku. <laughs> no, but Arthur yeah. should have signed Daka for the Daka Jaka Laka Saka. Just saying. That, that really is a massive missed opportunity. Unbelievable. So I, wait, mean, I get we need to sign him for that, but does that mean we also need to keep Shaka and Laka? <laughs> for the banter, yeah. Okay, you know what? At least so that you can take the team picture and then sell it. <laughs> yeah. Because like I'm okay with signing people to fit your agenda in that sense, but not keeping Shaka mm. at least. Yeah, yeah. Like that's Absolutely. pushing it now. Yeah. Yeah. But but no, Bernie's right. The team picture, because you know how it has the names <laughs> underneath, like left to right. Shaka Saka Daka Laka. <laughs> I want it written out in like a in a in a mathematical formula where you've just got the the ka at the end and an open bracket and it shares it with all of them and then you in, you multiply inside the bracket. That's what and I want to see. Thinking of their positions on the pitch, it would the ball would start from Jaka out to Saka, who would then play it to Laka, who would nod it in the back of his head to yeah. a, to 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 Daka to put it in the empty net. That would I work. Mean, that's one scenario. The other scenario is that it would start with Saka, he would get pressured, and then we would get countered, and we would concede. So, you know, either or, either or, tomatoes, and then, potatoes. And then someone who shot Malaka. <laughs> Socrates, is. but he's gone. <laughs> oh, man. People can tell we don't care about the Euros. <laughs> Well, look, to be fair, I've really enjoyed them. But this third round stuff, when I realized how many teams are going through and that, like, it just did not matter, it bothered me. Like, this round has not been fun. Plus, they've combined games, so you get less games in the day, and they matter less. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it matters for some people. I know, like, Denmark had a crazy story and Austria, and I get it. You know, it matters to some. But overall, it seems ridiculous when teams have already progressed and they haven't even played yet. Well, I don't know. Do you guys feel like there is, is it because of it's COVID at times or something, but do you generally feel like, oh, it's nice, whatever, like I'll watch it. But do you feel that excitement? Like remember your 2008, like mm-hmm. Holland and Russia, like, oh, okay, something's going down here, right? Like even 2016, there was a bit of a madness. Now I'm like, oh, Portugal wait. lost 4-2. Cool, whatever. <laughs> like it's not interesting to me. Wait for the knockouts. Wait for the knockouts. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yes, it does feel underwhelming for now. There have been moments. There have definitely been moments. But the group stages are always a bit shit. Like, like Portugal-Germany was the only, was the first game in this tournament that I felt like, yeah, this was genuinely interesting. Yeah. Mm. There's just too Spe- much dross. We need to Speaking of uh, 2016 and 2012, etc., going back, and this is completely a tangent, but Uruguay-Chile played today. Uh-huh. And the goal scorers were Vargas and Arturo Vidal. Good God. <laughs> so, you know, this could have been 2012 Copa America. <laughs> Seriously. Did Forlan come off the bench? Or? <laughs> Top scorer, mate. <laughs> have, have they been passing the ball? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And Chile, like, the whole Chile squad got into some kind of mess the other day. They They had, like... 
prostitutes back to the hotel, but then the Chilean FA had to say no, they just all went to the barber or something and <laughs> they could have breached code protocol. <laughs> classic Chile squad behavior. Vidal shows up and just ruins everything. They should have talked to Terrible West. They'll tell you that that doesn't end well for you at any point in time. Wait, wait, or... wait. Tell the story. Oh, I've, we've discussed this story in in France '98. Nigerian team was doing sensationally, and mm. then they got to the what the first whatever first knockout is called against Denmark, and they lost four one. And Terrible West, like last year, explained. He said we were feeling so good about ourselves. We went into town to go and find uh, French women. <laughs> brought everyone, brought them all back, and everyone was like tired up all night, just like having sex with these French prostitutes. The oh, day man. of, they couldn't even move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And he felt compelled because he's now a pastor, so he had to he had to confess for sins. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a big cover-up. Terrible West. I think. <sighs> What's the job I can I can do that's going to allow me to get away with as much shit as possible? <laughs> oh man, that's funny. But yeah, <sighs> I, I think like hopefully Germany Portugal gives us some sense of of what's to come once the the crap teams have. That been was a good out. game, man. That was a good like Germany just came out of the of the gates like just so much power so much energy they controlled the game and they just i don't know like it they, they scored an, a goal that was that was ruled offside i think at the, in the first 15 minutes and then portugal did their thing on the counter where they scored completely against their own play like i'm saying like, they barely touched the ball before they scored yeah. uh, great ball out from from bernardo silva to jota who the first touch was perfect the decision to cut it back to ronaldo was perfect who obviously had to take all the plaudits for an unbelievable tap-in. Um, and then, yeah, and then Germany just didn't let that kind of set them back. They came back up up to 4-1, I believe it was, before they kind of conceded the 4-2. But they played so well. I, I, I thought, I mean, the goal Portugal scored, Ronaldo did clear it and start it. I'm giving him credit for running as a 36-year-old human being. <laughs> like, I'll he give him credit for that all the way. But you know what was interesting? Germany scored, like, it was easy. That was the thing that like was very weird, and it was all Robin, Robin, right? Gosens. Like yeah. it was all from him. Either he started or had the assist, or the ball. I think the fourth one was crossed over to him, and he he just got into the space. And it was like, I understand Cancelo had COVID. I get that, but I don't think there's a world that you play Semedo ever. <laughs> because Semedo was getting rinsed time and time. I would rather play Dallo. I don't even rate Dallo, like, over Semedo. I would play, if I, I would move, like, Ruben Neves, João Moutinho, anybody into right back over Semedo. I don't imagine, care. <laughs> imagine João Moutinho right back. Yeah, literally anyone. Just, but look, they, they've been playing with Carvalho and Pereira, and that's just, like, massively unnecessary. And doesn't work anyway if you're getting beaten 4-2. So just, like, move one of them there and then Danilo. play an actual midfielder. Yeah. No, it's possible. And to be fair, you know that last goal where you, you said it kind of got lifted over the Germany last goal to go since Kimmich, like, it might seem easy, but I really enjoyed it. He looked up, he picked the back post, and he gave it to him perfectly. He, like, Kimmich is such a good player. He's so good. And he, the first game he was used in midfield, this game he was used, I think, at right back or right wing back. Like, he, he's so versatile and he's so good everywhere he plays. He's been phenomenal for a couple of years. And he kind of came out of nowhere, really. And he, he still doesn't have that buzz around him. Like, I know 
people are starting to take attention now much more. But even a couple of years ago, the buzz wasn't there and he was kind of doing it quietly on his own. And now it's starting to kind of show. But I think he's had a couple of great seasons. You know what he said when he put that cross in? What? Go on. Here you go, son. Wow. <laughs> actually, I don't, I don't mind that one at all, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, Normally, good. Alex frustrates me, but like this is actually really well done. <laughs> what, what did irritate me was, although I, I was like, okay, fair play, was when uh, I think it was even the Germans got German media or, or the German FA got ahead of everyone and was like, Robin Golsons? Yeah, with the Thomas Muller picture. <laughs> I was like, okay, fair play. <laughs> well done. Also, Thomas Muller we talked about this before, has zero friends even in the squad. Like, it's so <laughs> obvious. Like, 100%. after that first goal that Gosens, like, hit, and then it was a Ruben Diaz own goal and Havertz was kind of involved, like, he couldn't even let Havertz celebrate. He was, like, somehow giving him all this instruction. Havertz is just politely going, yeah, 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 okay, whatever you want. And it's just so obvious that Havertz just does not want to listen to what Muller has to say <laughs> at the moment. He just, he doesn't have that kind of, I don't know, there's no sense. You know what I mean? No. He's so... Awkward. <laughs> hey, even when he scores goals, he just doesn't care. Like he cares, yeah. obviously, but like he doesn't express it. He's a very, very like stoic player, which which I quite enjoy. But it's very funny when you contrast it with Muller, who's just a spaz. I'm yeah. so sure they can't wait for him to retire. <laughs> like they just cannot wait. Oh my god, he is. Muller well, tried to retire him, and he wasn't able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't um? Who was the manager before Hansi Flick? Uh, a Bayern. Oh, that, Kovac? Kovac? He tried to yeah. retire him. Like, yeah. from, club foot, from club foot. Everyone has tried. <laughs> and this guy, oh, God. But he that's, in die. some sense, credit to him. Because there was a oh, time when we were really, really talking about him a lot. And just went quiet. And got 25 well, assists or some shit like that. Quietly. Yeah. Mohanad, you pulled up a list of, like, the, the most ass- the top assisters, like, in the top five leagues in the last, like, 10 years. And he was, what, second or yes, third or something? Right. Like, it was a lot higher than I expected. Here we go. So, assist kings of the decade. You've got uh, Messi with 205. Then Di Maria with 188. Muller in third uh, with 172. That's so Yeah. <laughs> As, I said when I saw that, like I typically associate him more with scoring goals. Well, I mean, he's beating players like Ozil, Eriksen, De Bruyne, David Silva, Ribéry. You know, he's he's beating a lot of players that you, you might have thought would have more assists than him. Mm. So, so my my question is, how much does it mean? Not mean. Like, is how much do we rate it? Because you know, we said German defense is crap. <laughs> And we kind of know that Bayern Munich bully everybody. Like, I rate him as a player, but, like, is this... Like, is his 100 and... <coughs> is it 80 assists the same as Messi's? Not the same, but you know what I mean? Like, per whatever, is it is it on the same level as, say, a Messi or someone in the Premier League, for example? Like, is it is it the same? I well, think... The... Sorry, go on, man. I was going to say, the fact that he's not an out-and-out, like, midfielder, I think helps him in this case, in the sense mm. that you think of him more as a striker, more as a, a guy to kind of finish the play. You know, he's a weird one. He doesn't really have that kind of nailed down position, but I don't think of him like an Ozil, you know, or an Eriksen or De Bruyne. So like when you see Messi on here, you're you're like, wow, Suarez, wow. You know, people that are kind of not really uh, creative players and Muller kind of falls in that where it's like, I'm very surprised that you're still able to do that, even though maybe it's not your main role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I would agree. And I also think that the fact that he does it so consistently at international level helps him out. Like if he was brilliant in the Bundesliga every year and then did nothing in the Champions League, did nothing for Germany, you'd call him a fraud, right? But he's brilliant in the Champions League against the best teams. He's brilliant at international level against the best teams. So I think we can rate him. So that's fair, even though he's an annoying dick. <laughs> yeah. So, so with that being said, then, I don't rate Di Maria's numbers then. <laughs> because he's not done anything in, under the criteria that you just put there. Like, aside from, like, Real Madrid was a long time ago. This, this was what, five, is the last five years or something? Decade. Like, yeah. I, he's, oh, he's so that's decade? Good, he's had good Champions League appearances. Like, very good Champions League games. Not, not, not stuff that he's put up like mad what, numbers. What, or Bernie, what Bernie's saying is that he failed at United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, that, <laughs> that 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 part I forgot happened. <laughs> honestly, Bernie. Honestly, Di Maria keeps coming up and forget the whole Arsenal. I'm not forget that I'm an Arsenal fan. I actually am quite upset that Di Maria didn't work out in Premier League. I, you know, he's such a good player, and I'm I don't understand why it didn't work out. And I get it is other reasons and acclimatization and blah blah blah. But I was so excited for that one. I really was because he is a really good player. Di Maria was the signing, in my opinion, in the last 10 years that United did that actually made the most sense, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Where, like, this is what you need. Here is a player that is quality because, you know, he just came off a great season with Real Madrid. You can get him. You did it. Like, you spent 60 million, which was a record, but it, it all just kind of made sense. No one was like, oh, that's super money. money. It made sense, but it just didn't work. Like, we haven't had one of those that just made complete sense in a long time. Mm -hmm. Pogba didn't make complete sense? You will find that I told you (laughs) that it didn't make sense, and you told me if Pogba's available, you go sign him. So don't don't banter me. Whenever a sentence starts with, you will find, you know it's going places. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, it's amazing to me how on this Koshcast, I had the opposite opinion, but it gets turned on me. All right, ready for some objective facts? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is this about Euros or have we abandoned the Euros completely? No, it's not about the Euros. <laughs> no, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back to the Euros after this. Yeah. Um, same. I want to talk about Timo Werner not playing. Um, <laughs> Di Maria, European record. So this is like Champions League, UEFA Cup, Europa League, etc. Right? And like 90% of this is Champions League. And this is his whole career. 40 assists and 28 goals. Like, wow. wow. And again, not all of that is Champions League, but like the vast majority of it. That's Sorry, what, what is this? Di Maria stats in what? In Europe. European competitions. It's pretty good. Oh, European. Okay. Yeah, so this, like is, this is Champions League. 28 goals. This is Champions League. And it, like there was a couple Benfica. years. He was probably at Benfica when he was in the Europa League. But mm-hmm. that's very good. Okay. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, I mean, Really, if anything, when you look at Argentina and, you know, I talk about how shit they are and Messi has to carry and we have this conversation all the time. Di Maria is the only one that really, in, in any attacking sense, tries to help Messi in any way at Argentina. You know, not Higuain, not Aguero, it's uh, not not the, not Dybala, nobody. Di Maria is the only one that comes close to putting in anything resembling kind of helping Messi out in Argentina too. So I give him that side of things as well. 20 goals for Argentina. Mm. No, I, I give it to Romero. I think every outfield player has let Messi down, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> every single one of them. I give none of them any credit whatsoever. <laughs> Despite having what you might consider the golden generation of attack 
any like if we rank golden generations, right? And we know that Argentina's had like three or five, four of them, mm-hmm. like Iguain, Aguero, just 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 on paper and hype, okay? Like yeah. paper and hype level. And let's take Messi out. Aguero, Iguain, Di Maria, uh, Dybala, uh, Lavezzi, remember? Mm-hmm. Uh, back when he was he was something. Icardi, our name alone should be somewhere there. La- I don't know. Lataro is later, right? He and then you really sprinkle count. a little bit of Messi on top of that, and you should be getting fire. Mate, I don't care if you play with no defenders. <laughs> but this is exactly the problem, right? Yeah, like, the problem is then you have, like, like Benega running yeah. the midfield. What's, what's a good Argentine centre-back after, like, Walter Samuel? Mate, they, they did the Barcelona thing and played Mascherano there. Like, yeah, because there's literally no other <laughs> option. Like, Otamendi has been there for how oh, long? So they had Gar- uh, um No, is he Spanish? Garay. He's Argentine, isn't he? Yeah, he's terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're all terrible, man. It's unreal. Like, the, the name sheet is horrendous. For Romero Anyways. wasn't even a starting keeper anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Romero was always on the bench for his club yeah. and starting every game for Argentina. Yeah. Like, and then you had, like, Rojo at left back. Oh, it's Fico. Is, Come on, mate. Point. Like, it's crazy. Like, we, even as a country, you wouldn't sit down and be like, right, the four of us here at this table, we're going to make a plan to produce one defender. Please, <laughs> just one. The problem is all the kids in our team just want to do stepovers. <laughs> <laughs> That's I will guarantee fault. you a place in the national team. All you have to Forever. do is defend. Yeah. Exactly. Forever. Until you could cannot walk, you will play for the national yeah. team. Just become <laughs> a defender. Um, can we go back? To, do, you, do you want to move on from Germany, Alex, or did you want to team with Werner a little bit? J- just... Germany were brilliant, free-flowing, four goals, no teamer. Just Can I just say something? People did bring that up at the beginning of the game, and I I don't know, it sounds uh, plausible that fucking Love thought Argentina, uh, Portugal will sit back, we're going to have yeah. all the possession, let's have possession players on the field. And if that's and that true, sense. I will give that to him right before he sniffed his finger after he put it in his pants. I, I can't believe he keeps doing it. Yeah. like Me- so, There's media training. Like Someone tell him something. <laughs> That's a fair. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, but no, I still. Want, I'm going along with the banter though, even though it's a very fair and reasoned point. <laughs> I reject it totally to say that uh, he would rather dead. just not miss <laughs> open nets. <laughs> to be fair, this was the game team should have played two own goals, mate. He just had to stand next to someone. <laughs> You know, he still wouldn't have scored it. Those own goals would have existed with Timo or not. Somehow they'd have been offside. Um, in the same group, France did not have a good day in the office. Drew 1-1 mm. with Hungary. Um, Hungary scoring first uh, in the first half. And then Griezmann kind of bringing, uh, again, after missing an open goal, um, scoring in the 66th minute with Dembele coming on, etc. This was not a good performance whatsoever by France. People really want to talk about Benzema kind of creating a bit of imbalance in the team, blah, blah, blah. And that, I get it's fun. But like, you cannot drop. Like, you cannot not have Benzema after the season he's had, can you? I mean, Benzema, Giroud has hardly played. So just by default, it makes sense to go Benzema. But Giroud think... never played, and he still started for France every game and scored every every time. Like last well, season, well, he, he never. Well, played. the thing is, Giroud didn't even score in that World Cup, right? So like Giroud's, like I think Deschamps probably thinks I can't repeat that trick twice, <laughs> like, and I don't blame him for thinking that. Like you should never win a World Cup to me if your main number nine doesn't score a goal. <laughs> like come on, that, that's crazy. Yeah. I also feel twice France have done that because Givash was the same in '98, right? 
Because they tried um, Dugari and, and Givash, and none of them did anything. Good point. The thing I don't like is this Rabio being shoved into the starting lineup. Yeah. I don't like it. This is this is new. I don't think this was the case. It's the Matuidi role, right? Like, it's the left central midfielder yeah, that yeah, kind but of plays these are a bit two wider. two very like... different level players. Like, yeah. you cannot just try and have Rabio do what Matuidi did. Like, Matuidi, what they did for this team was phenomenal. And I get the, the position. But, like, you need to figure something else out because Rabio is not. No. The other option is Toliso, as far as Deschamps is concerned. And Toliso hasn't had any football, so whether or not he has the engine, I don't think... Are he's... you disrespecting Sissoko? Yes. <laughs> yes, I really am. <laughs> he's made it again. But but part of it is a, is a system question, right? Because like they're playing this this ostensibly diamond. And so there's three central midfielders, there's Griezmann ahead of them, and then two strikers. Now... The problem is when you do that, basically the change that you have is Benzema for Giroud. And they did that and didn't really do anything. And then you can substitute the, the central midfielders and they did that and that didn't really do anything. The only thing that actually seemed to work was bringing on Dembele and playing a bit wider. And he was actually giving Hungary a lot of problems and then he inevitably went off injured and then Lamar came on and did absolutely nothing. So like, feel if they changed the system maybe and went wider, they they might be able to create more. But the, the whole central like 19 midfielders thing isn't doing much. Right Here's now. a question for you. I want to speak about Dembele, but not the old Dembele. I want to speak about N Dembele. Mm. He couldn't mm. make this team. He couldn't play in midfield if you need a little bit of creativity, a little bit of spark, because you literally have zero creative players in midfield. Like zero. Pogba, not like, yeah, sure, he'll, you know, he'll do the diagonal pass, but I'm talking, you know, very creative, kind of in tight spaces. Not Pogba, not Kante, not Rabio. Griezmann's not a defender, uh, not a midfielder. Taliso is not that guy. Sissoko is definitely not that guy. Like, you have zero, you know, Lamar is not that guy. You have zero number two. You know, creative mid center midfield. Mm. Like, couldn't make this team. I think I'm not it depends start. what I'm just saying, make it. I think it depends what you want because Ndombele's game is all about opening up space, it's not about actually creating anything. It's, it's about the feints, <clears throat> the dribbles, the yes, the nice passes, but it's to create space for someone else to get an assist. Evident when it comes to France, if you want to create a goal out of nothing from a central midfielder's perspective, you're probably Pogba and Dombele to do that, whether it's a chip pass over or something like that. No, so if you can't, you can't play Kante as your anchor with Pogba and Dombele in front of them and let the three attackers do their thing instead of Rabio. <laughs> no, I, I, think you, I think you absolutely can, but yeah, Deschamps is just very conservative uh, in general. Like he has a thing that he thinks works and he goes with it and like France's game is not to be particularly creative it's like just to be creative enough it's similar to Southgate really but I think you're absolutely right like there's no reason Ndombele couldn't come right. in and, and, and provide some magic if they needed it well this I've... sets up a sorry Bernie go ahead no no you go ahead you go ahead no I was gonna say it sets up a really interesting last day of this group because right now France are on four, Germany three, Portugal three. And the thing is all three are going to make it probably with this ridiculous third place thing. But if we're at least trying to call the top two, France play Portugal next, correct? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Germany should beat Hungary. You never know. But if they do beat Hungary, Germany sit on six. And that would mean that Germany will top this group now, unless France beat Portugal. So it's a big game now for France that instead of resting players for this Portugal game and if they had pummeled Hungary here, now they have to play a serious game. The problem between France and Portugal becomes 
Like, we know Fernando Santos wants to sit back and counter. We know that's what he wants to do. We know Deschamps wants to be pragmatic and potentially sit back and counter. France, obviously, are the team more capable of, of possession, but I think they're uncomfortable in possession. So it, it's probably going to be a game that comes down to whose stars produce some magic and then hold on to it. Well, we know it won't be Bruno. And, and no, probably not. Um, he's not even going to take the penalties, so no. Um, or the free kicks, to be honest. Is, like, listen, I don't know why he's playing. Like, 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 I mean, to be honest, he, he actually played well in the first game against Hungary. Like, he, he did. But that's Hungary, whatever. But France, France didn't even do that. So whatever. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a very weird game. And I'm not entirely sure that Portugal's defense, if they don't figure out the tomato thing, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, I'll go back to it. It's he's the worst fullback in this in this tournament. I don't care what anyone tells me. Like, I mean, you would you would just stick Mbappe on the left and say run. Imagine this. Didn't haven't didn't, haven't we seen this event, Semedo and Mbappe, or am I dreaming? I'm no, sure think, we've seen this. I think well, we're gonna see a replay of uh, Davies versus who was that right back for Barca? It was Semedo. Was it? Yeah, it was Semedo. Okay, that's what you're thinking oh, yeah, about. It was. That's what you're thinking about. You're thinking <laughs> Davies Semedo. Hey, <laughs> if you put Mbappe on Semedo, is that is the game? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Mbappe did pull something out of the bag for that Griezmann goal when Luis just said, "You know that meme? Oh, fuck it, Mbappe's on there somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> he just launched it. Um, well, there was of, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what was the? There was like some video. Oh, it was from a 2018 World Cup, I think. There was a video from like inside the French dressing room, and Deschamps was just like, I forget who he was talking to, but he was just like, "Give it to Killian." <laughs> <laughs> like Plan A, B, and C. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of teams that haven't had great scores that match, they Spain um, drew one-one with Poland. That's their second draw of this tournament in two games, putting them in third in that group behind Sweden and Slovakia. So. Yeah. Not good. I mean, at least Lewandowski scored finally after he assaulted whoever was it? Was it Laporte? <laughs> yeah, he assault, assaulted Laporte, got away with it, scored the brilliant header. Laporte's like, oh, I don't know how to speak Spanish. And then, <laughs> and then, um, Gerard Moreno missed that penalty, which you know what? The penalty, you know, he tried to put it in the corner, it hit the post. Am I being too harsh in thinking that a world class striker that starts for Juventus every week should keep that on target in the in the rebound from Morata? A what? Like Morata's rebound. No, no penalty. A, a, a what world striker? Class? I'm just saying, like, he's supposedly a world class striker that starts for a top team every week. Like, I don't even think he's supposedly. <laughs> I don't think he's anything at all. And I think everyone knows he's nothing at all. But okay. I'm just tipping the That sounded harsher in my head. That's all. I mean, <laughs> it, it's funny to be discussing the rebound more than the penalty miss itself. Like, that's harsh. But equally, Morata's just shit. Like he's just not good enough. Also, yeah. am, am I? Like, is he? What's his number? His number. His number six four seven. No, no. Like, is he number seven? seven. Yeah. Because I was like, like Spanish people are literally holding eulogies and funerals for like Xavi and etc. I saw, oh, yeah. I saw him score, and I don't know why it didn't. Like, it just clicked. I was watching. I was like, wait a minute, number seven. That looks like Morata. What's going on? <laughs> Wasn't Raúl? Number seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's turning in his grave. That's a disgrace. So, what does Spain <laughs> like need now? 40. Spain has to be 
Is it Sweden? Who did they play? Slovakia or Sweden in the first game? They played like Sweden. Slovak- was it? Yeah. Man yeah, of the so match in the loft for no reason. They have oh, okay. Slovakia, I guess, right? And, and yeah. Slovakia like have been not bad. So they could, it could be a problem yeah, for Spain, which would be very funny. Imagine Spain are out in the, in the group stage. I, I would love yeah. that, to be honest. There, there's a scenario here in which Spain go out Poland make England it. finish second and then England get Slovakia or whoever finishes second instead of Yeah, but England Spain. don't want that. England, Eng- like, the, the pressure when, when, when there's expectations on England is when they fail. Like, put them up against Brazil, put them up against whoever. Just do not put them up against the Slovakia because that's when you're going to lose. Uh... Well, England drew one, went to Scotland. Nil, nil. Oh, Rel- no. Relax, bruv. <laughs> no goals were scored here. <laughs> the post was hit, I think, by both teams, though. But the only thing that happened in this game was that Billy Gilmore got COVID, and then gave it, it to Mount, and, and then Mount and Joel have to isolate. So, that's what are they it. saying that he brought it in and they just didn't detect it, like pre Euros or what? Like, who knows, man? Who knows? Okay. The thing is, like Gilmore dominated a midfield of Phillips. Rice and like Mount, like yeah. this eighteen-year-old literally dominated it, like with McGinn, like that was embarrassing. Like honestly, Gilmore, every time he got the ball, it just felt like he was this mature, kind of seasoned midfielder, and I was so confident that he wouldn't lose it. Like I don't know where this came from. I mean, I've only heard of him this season, and he just looks such a huge potential. I mean, if, if Chelsea are going to have Mount for the long term and now Gilmore potentially for the long term, this is turning out to be some squad. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> this, is, this is my problem with England in that there was all this weird hype about, yes, the good players and Southgate wants to play the right way, but people didn't focus on the fact that they played this exact stodgy, nonsensical football in the World Cup and they've done nothing else since. It's literally been the same, the same stuff. So I don't know why people are all of a sudden just waking up to the fact that, oh, yeah, it's the same old boring England. That's what it was in 2018. It's exactly what it was. So I, so, I, I don't get this. I, I think there's a difference, frankly. I think 2018 was like the squad wasn't that good and a plan was created to play like pragmatic football, make the most of set pieces and get as far as they could. I think that was fair enough. And it worked probably better than anyone really expected it to. Since then, the squad has got a lot better. There are a lot more creative options. I think in qualifying, we've seen a lot more attacking football. We've seen a lot more creative football. Um, And then, honestly, it's like the first two games of a tournament. And France have the same record. Like, It's not been good. It's not been good. It can get better. But But Alex, the point I'm making is that every single tournament, England qualifying, they score the most goals. Yeah. Every, if you go back and look at the ones, Rooney scores 50 goals in qualifying. Like, England scores the most goals, and they go, people go, damn, we're looking good. And then you guys fall into the same trap. It's literally rinse and repeat. And I was like, how are you falling for this? Again? Well, because England play the same three teams in qualifiers every year. It feels exactly. like what are them? San Marino. San Marino. Exactly. <laughs> and like every, every year we get what these players do for as a full-time job. And this guy's a carpenter and blah, blah, blah. And, and then, then, score like a and then every, every tournament we go, why is, he, why is the manager playing his favorites? <laughs> every single one. There's, this is just heritage. I'm sorry. It's just his heritage at this point. 
but I, I get again I like I just have no issues with the with the team selection like whatever Southgate does there is uproar yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a joke like play Grealish don't play Grealish Grealish comes on doesn't make any difference play Foden don't play Foden now everyone wants Sancho because he's the one that hasn't played for the last two games like whatever team yeah. he picks there's a it's a very good team and there's more than enough attacking talent on the pitch to do well i agree it just hasn't agree. clicked into gear yet and, i agree i know, think this whole like oh, he should have played greeley like i get it he you know he's not playing like i don't know he's not playing defensive players he's playing sterling he's playing Foden. he's playing kane like they're good enough you know mount they're good enough to to get a result against scotland the problem is just like in the past england just tried to put the only 11 they had on the field by like putting players out of position and playing Lampard, Gerrard's calls and like everybody all at once. Now there's actually options. And it's like every time one option doesn't work, then the other one would have surely worked. Grealish came on and mm-hmm. did absolutely nothing. But mm-hmm. what's he, what's, like, what's he supposed to do off the bench? Like, I get it. Yeah, like you want him to come on, but like lots of players come off the bench and do absolutely nothing. But also taking off Foden yeah. didn't make sense. Well, Foden wasn't playing well. Nah, like compared to the Foden rest, was, he was... No, Foden was not... And this is the thing. Even in the first game, Foden did not play well. He hit the post, and he did not play well after that at all. Like, we're getting into the point with Foden where it's like, oh, because he's this star, young boy, whatever, Grealish is the most creative person in that squad. Period. Then it's Sancho. So Grealish should start this game. Foden, you can play him. I don't care. Like, Saka as well is maybe not the player that uh, Foden is, but for what you need to play with Harry Kane, you need to make the pitch wider. You can't keep having these, these two guys cut in and think that Kane's going to do anything. It's not going to work. Like, it's a tactical mess. And when you're leaving creativity like that on the bench, nah, mate. Like, I'm not, I don't think that makes any sense. Also, there's two defenders thing against, two defensive mids against Scotland. You don't need that against Scotland. Like, no. Well, you say that, except Billy Gilmore and <laughs> dominated the midfield. And, they were, and, and let's not take any credit away from them. They were very good. They were very, very good. I think Scotland, some, someone um, on a podcast I was listening to referred to them as like, you know, when you play a London derby or a derby against like your rival and they're worse than you, but it's their biggest game of the year. Not to mm-hmm. be patronizing, but like there was extra, the Scotland players were making extra effort and it, it paid off. Like they were, they were very, very good. Bro, McGinn, um, McGinn played two games. Yeah. Like McGinn literally played two games in one. Yeah. It was insane watching. Like he was running around literally. He could have, with that same effort, he could have played two regular games in the Premier League. It was <laughs> insane you, what he was doing. Did you see at the end of the game, there was a scramble and McTominay literally just threw his body on top of the ball? <laughs> like, like a grenade <laughs> it was literally like you know and i was like okay like they're they're willing to do whatever like it is to preserve scene. this draw yes it was it was so funny they, they it leaves them with a chance that point leaves them with a chance of qualifying right if they i think if they win mm-hmm. their last game against croatia which you wouldn't put it down on paper but croatia have been pretty poor so who knows <sighs> well, yeah. This will be interesting. I mean, everyone's kind of yeah. England's already qualified. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Kane, uh, Southgate came out said Kane will definitely play the next game. Kane was why the legs, the whatever. Man, he's I hope that now that they've mathematically qualified, he changes that. Like, let's just see something else. Like, there's no well, need see, for him to play now. But again, that that's a really difficult position mm-hmm. because obviously you could use this opportunity to rotate, 
Or you could say, we haven't actually clicked from an attacking point of view yet, and we kind of need to, so maybe use this game to try and build some rhythm. It's, what, he again, also, whatever fair, he does, he's going to be... He played both games with a different pair of right-back and left-back both games mm. in a row, which is a bit weird. It, uh, like I, I don't understand why so much of a shifting around with the right-backs and left-backs. So that, that was a bit weird. I, I think anyway. he felt in this one, I need to attack now. Like it's Scotland, I should attack them. And he played actual fullbacks in the right positions and more attacking ones than the ones in the Croatia game. Because Walker and Trippier crossing aside on of, of Trippier, they're not attacking fullbacks like that. Like they're just yeah. especially when Trippier's <laughs> playing on the left. Like there's no attack coming they from don't, there. They don't have the the what? The facility? What is it? What's the, <laughs> the facilities, facilities for that? <laughs> is it facilities? It's not facilities. It's facilities. Yeah. Is it? Oh, I like that. Yeah. They all have the facilities for that big man. <laughs> um, so speaking of going from teams that are not playing well to a team that I think potentially could get the, you know, we could say are, have played the best football in this group stage. Turkey? No. Not <laughs> Alex is doing the, what the fuck? With his hand Italy. I was actually going to say Netherlands. Oh, yeah. From a, from a, not like Italy overall, like tactics, the drip of Mancini, all that stuff aside. <laughs> but I think Netherlands from a from an attacking, enjoying the football, the flair, like I think they have really done a good job. Alex's dark horse is as, as begrudgingly as that is, but except thank you. Except their group is the worst group in this whole tournament. Yeah, but they, they were to be fair, they're all <laughs> Yeah, but like if you had to make a bet over them beating Austria, Ukraine, North Macedonia, I would have taken that. Like, I really would. I would have been like 1 0. Yeah. yeah, I thought it would have been like 1 0, like stressed, stressfully. But, like, you know, I didn't realize that Vinaldum would get like three rebounds. <laughs> is he top scorer? Yeah. Well, did Lukaku score today? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he so did. They're both he on did. Four, yeah, so they're both on three. I think it's four now. Could it? be wrong. Um, but, yeah, they, 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 like, they were stunning today. I know it was North, North Macedonia. Um, and Goran Pandev's last game, but like they really tore them apart. Even Patrick Van Aanholt was good. That's why it's I'm focusing on the fact that it's North Macedonia. <laughs> and also, I'm sorry, you know, I'm gonna give like Goran Pandev, it's a great story, 122 games, lovely scenes, but mate, that guy does not look fit for a second. <laughs> like, like, I don't mean like on the pitch, like. You know what I mean? Like he looks like that guy who who looks like a da- someone's dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. but he can run around a little bit, and that's and that's fine. But may he looks like someone who deserves a nice retirement. All right. Here's I have a theory a... that it's actually Fristo Stoichkov, just in a bit of a disguise. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> I was gonna give you a little quiz. Who are the four scores in the current Euros so far that are all tied on three goals? Go. Ronaldo, Kaku, and Ronaldo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two more. Two more. Um, shit. Oh, 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 Schick. No, I actually was. I thought you were saying Schick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, "Well done." <laughs> no, I said shit, and then I said. I know. Schick. That's what I was about to say. Well done after shit. <laughs> um, Does Ronaldo have three? Yeah. Yes. Is, that, that's it, right? Yep. Yeah, but Ronaldo is top because he has one assist. The others don't have an assist. What's it? Oh, this is against Germany. I was like, what is this? For about? Jota. Yes. Jota has two goals, huh? Okay. Wasn't he? Something like that. Lewandowski's coming. Don't worry about it. Is he? Yeah. yeah. In the last game? <laughs> <laughs> 
You never know, man. You never know. You might not true. even play. Lewandowski, you know, it's it's all possible. <laughs> hey, Shakiri's got two. He's in with a shout. Uh, Turkey, though, like we, we're not one. Like, um, hold on, let me just Bruh, check. Shahan Oglu is flying to uh, Milan for his medical because no one gives a shit anymore because <laughs> they're out. They scored He's one so goal. He's so smart, though. He gets to stay in the same city, and basically his life doesn't change, and he moves to the champions. And yeah. no one cares. That's the thing. In Italy, no. you can do this. No one's gonna gonna care. My God, the, the the discourse around this move today has been hilarious. Like. AC Milan fans do not give a shit that he's leaving it. <laughs> and Inter Milan fans are trying to make out like it's some big win and that they should feel bad that he's leaving. And they're like, stop trying to make us care. Don't care. <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, but back to Turkey, they sucked and they, um, yeah, they were Mohamed's dark horse pick. This is the worst dark horse pick in the history of dark horses. And I'm including like the black beauty and all that nonsense in it. Like this is absolutely rubbish, Mohamed. To be fair, like, they haven't scored a single goal. You're right. Um, well, they they got one apparently. Oh, which they I don't did. remember at they all. Did, yeah, penalty but, against Switzerland. Unbelievable trying, scenes. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. scenes. It, it's also just like how bad was the manager? Because the team is really not bad. It's really not bad on paper. Yeah, I'm sorry that I didn't take the manager in the account. I was just busy. Well, like, it's like part. their first like <laughs> tournament in like decades or something. Like probably since Euro 2008. Like, I feel like like it's been a long time. <laughs> so good then. Yeah. By the way, goal goal alert. Um, Argentina just scored one against Paraguay, and Di Maria with then another assist to add to his list. There you go, elite. <sighs> it's Paraguay. Let's, let's it's goal. Let's understand this. It's Paraguay. Uh, who scored the goal? Uh, Alejandro Gomez. Yeah, Very wow. nice. I'm sorry. No, man. Okay, let me tell you this lineup. Martinez in goal. Molina yeah. at right back. Never heard of him. Zero Romero at center back. Yeah. G. Pizzella. Yeah. Pizzella. What are you? Tagliafico at left back. Rodriguez and Paredes. Paredes, my God. Di Maria. Messi, and then Alejandro Gomez and Aguero. I want to be very careful because you're going to get into shit on Twitter for not knowing people. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. I I do not know who who Molina is. I'm, I'm sorry. No, nor do I. I mean, no. again, not the worst eleven apart from the defense. But yeah, well, Romero is good, and Tagliafico is not horrendous. Mm, Almiron playing number ten for Paraguay. Uh, my point exactly. Uh, <laughs> I like Almiron. <laughs> Yeah. I like him. But this is my point. Like, the Copa America is not something to take seriously right now at all. As, listen, the as, as soon as I saw a Fred assist, I was like, no. <laughs> and then I saw raving reviews about Fred's first two performances. And as much as I appreciate Fred this season, and I think he has been decent, a Fred assist is something I cannot take seriously anywhere. So... Fuck Bernie. Copa America. Can you, can you? The best thing to come out of the Copa America was the thing that you told us earlier about Peru. Oh, <laughs> like, please don't let up an assist against Paddington Bears compatriots. Like, do you know the fact of change is needed? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. And then, like, again, not to disparage the guy, but like, in in some sense, it's really funny to see a Stoke on Trent born player scoring for Chile, Bereton, oh, yeah. and then he added, I mean, his name is Bereton Diaz, I don't know how they do the two surnames, but like, he literally had to 
ensure that they put it there. So like <laughs> to, to make him fit in. <laughs> and like, it had to be a laughing. I saw that and I almost cried tears, Chuck, man. Chuck a Diaz in. Oh mate. Oh mate. Like uh, anyway, it's it's just not for me. Like I would watch and not just being African, interest level, I would watch Euros, AFCON. Yeah, that's it. Before <laughs> before I go by America. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this recently. And I think I enjoy the Euros more than the World Cup. Yep. I really think the level, the quality, the quality, all that <laughs> stuff, I just feel... I get the World Cup has marketing. It's branded really nicely. It's got a nice red ribbon on top. I understand. But when you really dig deep, the Euros has a flavor that I enjoy a little bit more than the World Cup. Just a little bit. Like, just. Are you yeah. talking about, like, quality of football? Look, the World Cup, maybe the final eight or so, sure, can overtake the Euros. But overall, the World Cup at the beginning is trash. Yeah. It's just and, trash. And the problem, like, the problem is an economic one, right? Like, it's, a, it's an inequality problem. Yeah. But until you get over that, then this is this is what it's going to be, right? I, I see that. I think that, and I don't think, I think the last World Cup was garbage. But the the World Cup still gives you the Senegals, the Ghanas, the South Koreas, the those things. You'd, you'd never get those in a, oh, you did with in 20, 2004 Greece, like, I guess. Russia, um, Turkey, you get it. You, get you don't. It. You don't get it as often, and it's not. It's not to the to the to the level. Because the parity, the parity is there, right? Like a, yeah. A but but even then, like okay, it's a slightly different argument. But I I understand what people mean by the quality because I guess it's twenty four. Although North Macedonia really brings that shit down, and Turkey does. So maybe that point is moot now. But I, I've always made the comparison not to Euros but to Champions League, where I tell people. Quality of football wise, the Champions League is a better competition and actually a more a harder competition. So when people do that whole like he won four World Cups, I'm like, I respect the guy that won four Champions Leagues because those are harder to do because it's literally like the best players times, in the world. Yeah, but there's four times more of a chance. Like that, the the whole World Cup is difficult thing is because it comes around every four years and chances are you get like one shot at it. Yes. I guess yeah, that's true. And then the dynamics change within those four years. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, you know, we're talking about quality of teams here. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the, once you get to, like, the round of 16 in Champions League, most of those teams are better than what you see in the World Cup. Oh, oh yeah, they'll yeah, beat the National. But, and they're most better than half what you're going to see in the Euros, in my opinion. Remember when um, Brazil beat North Korea, like, 8-0, and the North Koreans went home and said they won? <laughs> <laughs> that was legendary. Robert, uh, what's his name? Um... Was that right back for Inter? Brazilian right oh, back. Mykon scored that brilliant goal from like on the line. Somehow it swerved in. I don't mm. know what the North Korean keeper on, was doing. On the flip side, do you remember when uh, Bayern Munich beat Barcelona 8-2 and Messi wanted to go home? <laughs> <laughs> remember when Bayern beat Arsenal 5-1 like five times? <laughs> I can't believe you brought that up. Shit. <laughs> I just hate Gazidis so much. <laughs> Oh. I'd love to would love to be getting smacked around by Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, please, sir, another one. <laughs> oh, the glory days. <laughs> oh yeah, that, those were like literally. It's so funny. To think when we got smacked around by Bayern, five one was the glory days. <laughs> yeah, 
you're, you're looking at it wrong. We're doing this every year. That means things are going well. <laughs> we are there to be beaten. That's all we can do. Um, but yeah, Italy. We did talk about Alex. Alex yeah. thought I was hinting at Italy there, and of course, Italy with their incredible record of like a thousand minutes without conceding a goal, eighteen unbeaten, something like that. Like they're just they're playing really well. Um, <laughs> the last the last fifteen minutes of Italy Wales was a really funny <laughs> mini Kosciopoli where it's like, okay, we both kind of know we're through. Let's pass <laughs> the ball around a little bit. Ramsey doesn't want to run anymore. Like, let's you change know? our keeper. Wales <laughs> <laughs> coming off. Yeah, the Naruma's like, you know what? Let's keep my medical interesting. You yeah. know, <laughs> maybe people think I'm injured. I've, I've never seen like, like <laughs> such camaraderie. Kilini's like, I love Daniel James. I'm like, mate, hold on, hold on. I know like everyone's like happy right now. <laughs> and you and you did an arrangement, but like it even didn't include talking nicely about guys like this. Kilini for me will forever, ever, ever be a legend for giving me potentially one of my favorite ever moments of football with that. It, this is the history of the Tottenham. The history of the Tottenham. I could not, that, that, that sound bite literally is in my top five all time <laughs> footballing experience. I absolutely adore it. And the fact that he did it in English with his Italian accent and he just didn't care. Forget the media training. He just came out and ble- I, I love that moment. It, it's it's up there with it's a fucking disgrace. Like it's <laughs> in terms of Champions League moments, I think yeah. about <laughs> the sound bites. Yeah. Apparently the uh, the bidding for Locatelli has begun. By the way, oh yeah, Ju- Juventus about forty million euros. Stupid like boy. Who? He 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 priced himself Locatelli. out of an Arsenal move. Ah. <laughs> Once I saw Juventus went into it, I was like, he's staying in Sassuolo. <laughs> Those guys are broke as fuck. <laughs> Or, or what they'll do, Juventus will pull out some like two year loan. With, yeah. Like, like remember Chiesa? Everyone's like 60 million, 60 million. Chiesa <laughs> signed for Juventus on a two year loan with 40 million obligation to buy. I was yep. stunned. <laughs> yep. It's, it's top accounting. You really have to give them that. They have good, like, Italy have some good players coming through, though, as well, like that are, that are mm-hmm. starting to, to interest people. Like, we talked about, you know, um, what's his name? You just said him. Look at Bessini. You know, Fancy. even Bastoni, yes, like you're right. Like, there's a couple, you know, Donnarumma's making his big move now to PSG. Like, people, you know, Chiesa's looking really good. Like, it's, they actually have, we talked about that, seven out of ten players in every single position that will give you a really solid game every game. Yeah. And there are a lot of exciting people to look at and to kind of, for teams to think, okay, well, maybe, maybe this is my guy. And and it's it's been, it's taken this long, I think, because, like, in Italy for a long time, 28 was young. And they just wouldn't give opportunities to younger players. Whereas now, because they don't have the money necessarily, they're having to give these opportunities and it's paying off. Like Chiesa was playing in the first team at Fiorentina from what, like 18, 19 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So by the time he's 22, 23, he's ready to go to Juventus. Well, some would say he's still not, but like, you know what I mean? With and the, the same with and Barella and yeah, exactly. so, even. Yeah. No, so I, I think it's, it's, it's paying off. I don't know Bast- which manager Bastoni, it was. Like, dominated Bale, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not oh, yeah. Bastoni's a beast. Bastoni's an absolute... I'm surprised. I mean, I get it. There's Benucci and Kellin. But even the second game, he didn't start Bastoni when he rotated. I can't remember who it was. I, I was actually not familiar with the center back that started. But I thought it would definitely be Bastoni. He played this game. But um, J- Daniel James had most uh, chances created in the Euros so far. I, I laugh at him, but he's actually been very good. Like, he can be useful when you know that your team has limitations 
and you just like Daniel James go run and like cross the ball. But like he's a useful squad be, player. Yeah, there's, exactly. there's nothing wrong with having him in your squad at all. Like, he's, especially because he, he will never demand to be a starter. Yeah, and he actually is like raw numbers con- contributions wise per minute. It's pretty good. Like, why not just throw him on there to run around? Like, like, like had, had the played well. Uh, he was very good. Just saying, because you guys love him, so I thought I'd bring that up. Who? who? You guys like Baratti, don't you? Only Alex, please. Don't, don't, don't paint me with that. I'm the only one here with taste, so that's fine. We're here with Locatelli. Calm down. Locatelli. (laughs) Speaking of taste, Mancini bringing up the jacket over the shoulder, the the beast. The flowy no, gray sauce. hair. That's that sauce. Is, that is sauce. That that's a man that says I haven't I haven't lost in eighteen games. <laughs> <laughs> Had this suit specially made. For the, it is the, the problem is the Italians, man. That gray. It's not just the gray. It is such a nice gray. You know, mm-hmm. like how can a gray look that nice? Like the threading, you can tell it's gray, but with slight white lines in it. Like it's the perfect jacket. It's. To me, it wasn't even the jacket. It was just the. Like over the shoulder. It's like, come on! Like we just won. I didn't break a sweat. I'm gonna go for, for go to a wine lounge after this. Like, was, come on, mate! I was sitting with my wife, and she was watching. She was kind of just looking onto the TV a little bit, and they got like a a quick snapshot of the uh, Italian bench, and she mm. was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "All right." So which one? She's like, uh, all, "All of them." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's that there's that clip uh, going around where uh, I think it's Barilla lobs a water bottle that looks nearly and he like smashes it. Back. He's so yes. mad. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I'm trying to make to get a big ass move here. Don't make me look stupid." <laughs> yeah, I'm in the window. Yeah, yeah. Don't damage my two year loan to to Juventus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christ. Um, quickly on transfers, Sergio Ramos is gone. Yeah. And they're ru- I love Real Madrid just because they cannot do anything just like a reasonable like organization. It's like, yeah, he wanted to go. Actually, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's like, you just took the offer off the table. Like what? He didn't know that there was a there was a there was a time limit for the offer. But even if he didn't, why are Madrid waiting literally for that second to pull out? <laughs> So weird. <laughs> like I didn't get that, but again, 16 years at the club. Yeah. Honestly, transformed them to a point, you could say. Like I get they have all their attacking players, etc. But and whatever you think about his defending Bernie and his ability, the point is he transformed them in the sense of a, being a leader, moving from right back to center back, scoring all those last minute goals, the four Champions Leagues. Like he did his bit and more. Like they made this was a fantastic investment over 16 years. Listen, he's a, he's a bad defender, but he's actually one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Yep. Like, those two things can be true, and it's fine. Like, he's a wonderful, wonderful, like, player. And all those, like, four in a row or whatever number of Champions Leagues yep. didn't do that much in the league, but no one did in Real Madrid, right? Like, and the World Cups, the, he's part of the, Span- the Spanish setup. Like, the man's an absolute legend. Like, we have to give him his due. Mm-hmm. I feel he was disrespected by Real Madrid, but who hasn't been? Who hasn't? They just yeah, should be Casillas. Casillas. Like, Arbeloa got the best send-off in Real Madrid history. Like, what the hell? <laughs> even Ronaldo got thrown aside. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, none of these things, like, even even in his, he's in his own press conference, right? Which is supposed to be this way, and he's, like, slagging off, like, Perez for how he treated him. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. 
It's but bad. You know PSG? what I love the most is Kaka. I like Kaka the most. He kind of showed up 70 million, got injured two months in, and no one gave a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. he was literally done. Like, yep. the 70 million world record signing at the time, which they broke two weeks later by Ronaldo, was completely written off. No one cared anymore, and he just moved on with life. Yeah, Ballon d'Or winner. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 yeah. the depreciation on that more. You 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 can do the, the oh, calculation. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, hundred percent PSG. There there was a lot of romantics out the second this was announced, being like he's going back to Sevilla. I'm like, no, no, he he earned he, well, he said squad. he's like fuck that. <laughs> he's not stupid. He's gonna earn that money. He saw he saw what Van Adams earning, and he's like, listen, boys. <laughs> mm, question. Come yeah. on. He goes to PSG and they win the Champions League. Now what? That is that is. That is done. That is big boss status. That is, I am the best. It's over. PSG gearing up, man. Like, I'm Donnarumma, just Ramos, if they get Hakimi. Oh, yeah. Like, they're gearing so Mar- up. So, so let's, let's go through it. Donnarumma, Ramos, Marquinhos, mm-hmm. Do, uh, Hakimi, and what? who's a left back? Kozawa still. <laughs> no. Is it? is it Becker? <laughs> like, what's that, what's that guy's I name? I feel like he's the right back. I could be wrong. Hang on, hang on. Let me. You fell for me. Yeah, and then we've got Verratti, uh, Danilo, Idrissa Gay, Ander Herrera, you know, Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum. Okay, so you've got you've got Verratti, Wijnaldum, and then Di Maria. Let's say they keep Neymar and Mbappe. I mean, for this year, sure. That's well, Neymar for sure. He signed. So and Pochettino as manager. <laughs> they're still yeah. not going to win the Champions League. No, they're not. But we're just playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing is though, Ramos literally could be that factor of like the experience, the the know how, the what to do and what situations. You never know, man. I know it sounds so intangible, so, but it's not far off. It, it might not be. And and here's a proposal as well because they've got Kimpembe, and Marquinhos does a lot of good defensive midfield stuff. So if you did, if you did Ramos and Kimpembe. Because maybe you need someone who can run, you know, mm-hmm. next to Ramos. Then you go Marquinhos, Ronaldo, Verratti. That frees Verratti a, a bit up to actually play. Ronaldo can actually go forward, unlike the, for Liverpool. And then you do the front three or four or whatever it is. My proposition is don't play Ramos in any other competition but the Champions League. <laughs> Literally, don't play him in the league unless you want to bring him on like for 10 minutes at the end. Just save up all his energy for the Champions League and let him go all action in the Champions League because that man cannot walk. <laughs> to be fair though, Bernie, to be fair, don't forget, they did not win the league. So, could they go Shoot! <laughs> I forgot! <laughs> so, you know, it's not a given. Like, they still need to win because the, if they go two years without winning the league, heads are going to roll. They actually need to show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know who's they, making moves? Leon women's team. Did they they signed a couple of Arsenal players, didn't they? They signed a couple of Arsenal players. They signed a couple of I think PSG players. Like they're they're putting money because they they Leon is one of the biggest teams that come up and talk a lot about like the importance of women's football and how mm-hmm. and and a lot of teams just talk a good talk. Leon actually put the money down. Like this is money that could be spent on the men's side. Well, they of they but got they mad that the Barcelona showed them up this year. Mm-hmm. Yep, and like royally showed them up. <laughs> this yeah, wasn't they. Did, I think they won in Spain every single game. They literally won every single freaking game in the league. Like, and then they just dominated. What was it? What, final, like 4-0 or something like 4-0. this? 4-0. Against Chelsea? 
one earlier. That, that was refreshing. But. I mean, yeah. Just nice to, like, Chelsea, I mean, Leon is sort of the same, but, like, Chelsea just buy all the best players they possibly can, as, as is their, their want, but, you know. Yeah. Anything else, lads? Um, there's got there's more transfer stuff, I'm sure. I, like Everton fans are up in arms because oh, well, there's been a lot of manager shit. So well, not at Tottenham because what, no, no one is on their to, team. No <laughs> one's actually been able to uh, to appoint a manager. It's it's getting quite funny. I like Obviously, that. It's not was, no one. It's Tottenham. No, no, no. Everton and Crystal Palace is the same. It's been weeks, weeks. Like no one can do it. You remember now, Everton fans are going nuts because it looks like it's going to be Benitez. Remember two weeks ago, um, freaking, what's their names? Nuno was going to Palace, and, and we were like, what if, like, Everton called? Literally, Everton were like, hey, so Nuno. And then someone was like, Nuno to Spurs wouldn't be a bad idea. Hey, no, I'm talking to Spurs. It's like, Nuno's a help. You end up with none of those jobs. <laughs> There's also the uh, 100 million bid by City for Kane, official bid. Plus, like, they're like, ah, pick a couple of players, too. We'll give you 100 yeah. million, pick a couple of players as long as you can afford their wages. You know, take a Sterling, a Laporte, uh, whatever you want, a Jesus. Which Levy has apparently said no to. Obviously. Like, the whole thing's a nonsense. I, I don't, I'm not sure how much I believe in the swap bit. Because, like, we were discussing it earlier, and, like, everyone kind of forgets that the players need to agree to leave. <laughs> like, right. Sterling is not going to go to Spurs. For like half the money that he's on. It's just no that this, this shit doesn't happen. The problem though is if the swap somehow works, you do get the player for a much better value than you would have gotten if you were buying. Like let's say, oh, you know, let's say Kane is worth 130, 140. So you're getting a Sterling for 30, 40, right? Like it's, but the problem is, yes, yeah, Sterling needs to want to move there or Laporte or, you know, it's funny we were talking about how, like I, I mentioned it, like Stones literally went from, I cannot wait to sell you to you are now making it okay to sell Laporte. Like yeah. in a season, that's insane. And and Laporte has, you know, I won't I won't go there, but he he's he's at a point where he feels that he can demand better teams than what he's actually produced. So good good for him. What, what is this based on? Based on the number of games he's played. No, no, but like who who's demanding what? Like like Laporte, Laporte wants Laporte to leave apparently, but Spurs are too good for him. Guys, in his uh, mind. Can and I he's not something? played any games to justify that. I feel like this opinion. is massively speculative. It's been said that he wants to leave to play games. Okay, well, he hasn't turned out Spurs officially. He will. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something very important? Yeah. I think, it'll, I think it'll shed a lot of clarity on this. City are showing him Laporte. Wey. I just made Laporte. Mm. Like he's it. a legend on Twitter when he changed his name to I am Eric Laporte. Have you guys <laughs> yeah. seen that? Some yeah. kid was like, hey, Eric. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, who's Eric? He replied, he's like, who's Eric? He's like, you. Your name is Eric. Right? He's like, no, it's I am Eric. And he's like, oh, I thought this is a cool way of saying I am Eric Laporte. <laughs> and then he changed it to I am Eric Laporte. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, if if Spurs take a Mendy or an Ake, which they won't, they're not even that dumb. That could make sense, but I don't see any. But Mendy's injured all the time. Exactly. And they, also, and they, also, they have two left backs. They're not taking Mendy. Mendy is off to no good in freaking Manchester. Imagine what he could do in London. He's <laughs> <laughs> like you moving off not, the phone into real life. You do not want Mendy in London, mate. Like, same as Balotelli. You know, these guys have up to no good in Manchester. We're screwed if they move to London. 
Leicester are the only people doing actual business right now. Dhaka and Sumari, just just efficient, effective, not like big stars or whatever, but just like, I need this position. Ah, that guy's good. I'm going to sign him. Let's keep it moving. I love it. Absolutely love it. I, I hate to bring it up almost, but it's too funny not to. Villa are literally bantering Arsenal over Smithrow. <laughs> like, what is going on? I think he's. I think he knows. I think it's Smithrow is a is the his agent is the one planting all this nonsense. Probably. I think it's him. contract talks, right? Yeah, hundred percent wants like a bigger deal, and he's like, <laughs> Villa will throw a bid. <laughs> Actually, um, you know what? Stranger shit has happened. The, the agent's probably going to Villa. Like, listen, worst case scenario, my client gets a bigger payday. Best case scenario, they actually accept the bid, and you get Smithrow. So, like, give it a whirl. Villa are like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Arsenal did or apparently are going to sign that dude Lokonga yeah Albert his, his first name Albert his first name is Albert it's Albert Sambi Lokonga ah <laughs> right yeah I mean that is a top name just in case it changes your mind Albert Sambi Lokonga there we go <laughs> uh, but he's what he's a uh, central midfielder right yeah, also Arsenal are going to sign Isaac and a couple other players. Oh, you're signing uh, Isaac. <laughs> you're signing um, Grealish. Uh, Grealish. Yeah, Grealish. Uh, Ruben Neves. Ben White. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that Correa. actually looks like it might happen. But... Who? Cor- Correa. Ben White. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's another one I saw that was so good. Yeah, Nothing. it was one of those things where someone put like a Arsenal lab and then he went, and then I woke up and I was like, <laughs> ah, never oh, apparently, apparently, Kamavinga. Kamavinga, yeah. apparently, it might be a thing. Um, actually, oh. there's there's talks that PSG want Ben White because of the Pochettino interest. I would love to be in that meeting where Pochettino introduces Leonardo <laughs> to Ben White. <laughs> I'm having a fever dreams of uh, of. Of Jonathan Woodgate to Real Madrid all over again. <laughs> or, or Michael Owen. <laughs> I mean, Michael Owen was like literally the best striker in the world and Real Madrid did not give a shit. Yeah. Like, imagine that. They're like, mm, bench. Mm, yeah. Mm. Literally, like here's 200 pound Ronaldo running around the field. And Owen literally came on every last 10 minutes and scored a goal. Like he scored like 16 goals just on that season on um, appearances like off the bench and still no one came. He had the best minutes to goal ratio in like ever. The problem yeah. is... Him and Adebayor. <laughs> it's all about Galacticos and peasantry. It, that's it. it. It doesn't matter about anything else. You are a Galactico, you get to play. By the way, no. you know how this that, that transfer happened? I don't remember which manager t- said it, but when Liverpool, oh. both teams wanted Xabi Alonso. And um, Liverpool were like, we'll give him Michael Owen if you leave Xabi Alonso alone. <laughs> and Real Madrid were like, yeah, let's do that deal. Like, literally, that's how it's happened. To be fair, I remember who deal. was talking Liverpool about this. won that one. Liverpool won that one. Oh, 100%. That was my favorite thing Rafa ever did. Just walked in and was like, fuck this Michael Owen guy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Owen, who, by the way, is uh, there's uh, all these texts surf- resurfacing oh. of him, like texting. Yep. Like, how stiff is Michael Owen? Like, you just read the text of this model. About like, someone so, with, her, with her tits out or something? It's so cringe. It's so cringe. Like, it's I get it. You're 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 a normal human being. You're gonna do this stuff, but like I just can't imagine him doing it. You know, the weirdest bit was like, and if anyone doesn't know, basically Michael was sexting a model. I mean, sexting is generous, frankly, but he was texting a model, <laughs> and and I guess she's leaked it or someone's leaked the text, and he was like cheating on his wife. 
but um yeah like you're right the texts are just so shit yeah just like she's sending him pictures and he's like oh come on send me some more i thought i'd be judging more than that and it's just like (laughs) how is this working oh you know what um sorry i know we're we're, we're ending here and i know we didn't even introduce the pod yet and it's been an hour and ten hello and welcome to Um, I actually read a fact today. What is the most precious liquid, like dollars to gallon wise, in the world? This because is not, something to do with saffron. No, nope. not where I thought we were going. It's related it. to Owen, if that helps. Huh? Hair gel. No. Nope. Any guesses? Bernie? No. You good? Related oh, to Owen. Oh, like, what? Is, what is Owen? No, <laughs> related to Owen. Like, what is Owen into? Horses. Oh, yes. horse sperm. Correct. Wow. It is the go. most like dollar per gallon. Okay, I'm gonna a ask gallon. a very stupid question. Is that is that because like racehorses who are good to try and reproduce yep. them or okay yep. to to like make other good horses whatever it's called? There's a name for it. Ah, can they use it to build an Argentine center back? <laughs> <laughs> no, they only use it to cure Van Persie. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they generate the horse placenta <laughs> in the mountains. <laughs> Somewhere in the mountains of Inter Milan, who was it that went up there? So I went to, to some fucking mountains, go get horse placenta. Who was it? It was, um, I can't it was wasn't very, Conte, was it? No, 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 it was a famous Inter Milan player, and he went up in the mountains and got placenta and came back. <laughs> oh. Was it, was it the little dude that plays for Chile or whatever? Was it that guy? Hang on, Inter Milan player, mountain. <laughs> Just Google searching. <laughs> I was using DuckDuckGo as we speak. <laughs> Uh, wow! Literally, um, I put in, Costa's come up. I put into Google Inter Milan player mountain placenta, and literally Google crashes. Said it looks like there aren't any matches <laughs> for the search. That's what, but that's what I searched. So Diego Costa came up. I'm telling you, man. It, was some, it him? Somebody. It was Van Persie and someone. Yeah, I remember this like enough. You're right. We'll have to find it. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a thing. Someone's gonna find it. Yeah, horse placenta. I'm incognito mode for this. Nyangalan is coming up. Yo, I I think it was Nyangalan because he played at Inter, remember? For a little bit. Yeah. Inter Milan Mountains. (laughs) Oh my god. There's an article called The Year of the Horse Placenta. (laughs) Oh god. Horse Placenta healer Marina. Kovicevic is part of Ghana's medical team. Okay, this makes a Uh-oh. lot of sense. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Dejan Stankovic as well at Inter visited her. Okay. So they just had a little mountain retreat where they would go to get horse placenta. It was, it was all of Inter Milan. Stankovic was there. Okay. Yeah. I wonder what else was going on. Well, oh. ask Nasri for more information. <laughs> <laughs> if only oh. Twitter was around back then. Yeah, really. The drip wow. doctors. What a night that was. That was the that was number one most legendary night on Twitter ever. Yeah. You know who the new drip doctor is? Mancini. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Oh, right. it was so one friend. One friend? No. One friend. Wait, wait, I'm wait, sorry, wait, Bernie. Wait, wait. All these all these names were saying. This sounds like it was a group. Yeah. Uh, a there's a mountain bus. resort near Madrid. Which is a favorite of Los Colchoneros coach Diego Simeone, who brought. This is about Juan Fran talking about them going to the mountain resort for, and Diego Costa receiving horse placenta at the mountain quotes? resort. 
Isn't that? Uh, isn't I was that surprised, like channel? everyone. I had no idea about all the process went. This morning we were asking about it, and they explained it to us. This is not a funny quote at all. What is, what is the channel from Madrid? Chingarito or what? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Did you Chingarito. see the guy flipping out over Sergio Ramos? Yeah. <laughs> No, I need access. I need like a live stream to help Chingarito now. (laughs) I bet I'm sure you can get it on YouTube. Like, surely. That that guy, the meme now, when he goes into his face and he's so upset. He's so mad. He's so disappointed. I love it. It's so good. Um, Anyways, I think we're we're just having fun on our on our own now. Yeah. Yeah. People can turn off. We'll, yeah, we'll, I mean, this we'll is put, the, put you this bit say. at the front, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they get the good stuff first. All right, our loyal listeners get the fun stuff at the end. So good. Yeah, instead of a Patreon, just keep listening all the way through. <laughs> That's it. Uh, for more horse plus ends of chat at under underscore the kosh. Also, like, chuck us a review or something. I don't know. I, I just hear other podcasts asking for that, and we never and, do. So. And talk about the horse placenta. It'll be a very, <laughs> we'll get us up there in the charts, the unique keywords and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, SEO. <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.